expected winter snow, we are getting winter snow. Good morning, Midweek Wednesday. I'm Eric Carpenter, and this is KCVL KCRK. Winter storm warning still in effect on through tomorrow. Heavy snow expected has 6 to 12 inches down in the valleys. 12 to 18 inches in the mountains. The snow coming down, everything from North Port on south to Spokane, <laughs> over to Spokane, down to uh, Ponderay County, North Idaho. We're all getting the snow today. It uh, started early uh, in the morning and uh, is expected to continue snowing on into Thursday. So be careful. Travel going to be difficult. Hazardous conditions could impact your driving, uh, getting to work and to school. The uh, heaviest snow uh, rates are expected to continue on through this morning. And uh, that is where things are. If you are in the Chihuahua School District, you are running two hours late today. School start times and bus pickup times will be two hours later than normal. Breakfast will not be available and lunch will be served 30 minutes after school begins. A two-hour late start for Chihuahua today. The Kettle Falls School District, they are having a two-hour late start due to the weather conditions. Uh, do keep in mind that today is already a one-hour late start, so it's one additional hour from the already one-hour late start. Start times, elementary school, 10.15, middle school, 10.10, high school starting at 10.05 today. ELC will open at regular time, and uh, the uh, ECEAP program will follow the late start schedule. That for the Kettle Falls School District. Here for right in our area, that is the uh, current situation for the schools. The county plows have been out doing their job. They were out early this morning, but uh, boy, the uh, it's almost a freezing rain coming down. But uh, the snow and that coming down, uh, pretty good here. We uh, are uh, well below freezing. We are at 16 degrees here at the radio station on this Wednesday morning. There's a new real estate firm in Colville. Four Degrees Real Estate, based in Spokane, has opened their first branch office in Colville. The agents at Four Degrees Real Estate have the experience you need and want when it comes to selling or buying real estate in the Tri-County area, whether it's homes or land or commercial. From start to finish, Four Degrees agents advocate for their clients with professionalism and understanding. Call branch managing broker Len Brandt at 509-680-3916 to schedule a no-obligation meeting to find out the value of your home or to learn more about real estate investing. Four Degrees Real Estate, your new choice for real estate in Northeast Washington. The desire to help diseased elk. 
That is behind a bill in the Washington State Senate. Kimberly Wirtz has more on that. Senator Keith Wagoner says many Washington elk are suffering from hoof disease. It's a horrible thing. They're dragging their hind legs. They can't walk. They're eventually going to die a slow and painful death. The Cedar Willie Republican says they shouldn't be left to suffer and spread the disease to other elk or livestock. His legislation would allow people to humanely euthanize diseased elk without prior permission from the state. Val Mullen testified that she spotted some of these sick animals in her field. These elk were clearly suffering and needed to be euthanized, but there are some so many layers of rules and phone calls necessary to make this happen. But the time we got the permit to shoot the elk, the elk had moved. Under Wagoner's measure, Mullen would have been able to shoot the elk and report it later to the Department of Fish and Wildlife. The bill calls for the meat to be preserved and donated to a tribe or food bank. In Olympia, I'm Kimberly Wirtz. Well, let's uh, get more information from County Commissioner Wes McCart about the potential designation of Superfund for Lake Roosevelt. Yesterday, we heard a little bit about the background on this situation. Here is Wes McCart, a continuing update on Lake Roosevelt and the lead issues. Where we currently are, we have the local entity of EPA, so out of the Seattle office, who wants to list the site. Again, this is the entire area from Grand Coulee up to the Canadian border and the Uplands area on the national priority list for cleanup. They're doing this from what we've been told to be able to access dollars to clean up lead that they've found in the Uplands area. So I'm gonna say the greater Northport area up in the northern part of the river. They want to be able to access money from the the IIJA, the infrastructure bill that happened a couple of years ago at the federal level and do cleanup of some of the properties up there. There was a court case that went all the way up to the Ninth Circuit that said Tech was responsible for all of that cleanup and the Ninth Circuit ruled that no, they were not responsible for any air deposition of the lead. The other issue that's come up is CDC, Center for Disease Control, has put out new guidance on what level of lead is safe in your blood. So they lowered the standard and a lot of that's related to lead-based paint and I think that's where a lot of that comes from. My understanding is EPA is currently working on guidance to lower what the levels would be in soils that would translate into what that level would be in children or vulnerable populations. That guidance is not out. It's not complete. It is an estimate that that will bring the soil level down to somewhere between 100 and 200 parts per million of lead needing to be cleaned up. Currently, the state has a standard of, I think it's 250, and I believe the current standard at EPA is 400. So if it were to be lowered, there would be more properties up in the greater Northport area that would qualify for cleanup. The problem with that is some of the areas that tech tested have been analyzed for cleanup under the fact that they would be developed properties. In other words, sold in a residence would be built there. 
there's been no coordination with the county and our plans or what has currently been developing up there to show that there's a correlation between these properties needing cleaned up and the fact that they are residential. Also, much of this property that they have identified that may need to be cleaned up or take cleanup actions is private property and it would take the owner to come forward and ask for the cleanup in order for it to occur anyway. So if they were to put this site on the national priority list as a Superfund site, there is the potential that just like what happened in the Silver Valley, where when they originally listed the Silver Valley in Idaho as a Superfund site, it could grossly devalue property values. It could keep future businesses from developing throughout the entire area. We've asked about irrigation as it relates to using the water out of the Columbia River and EPA in this latest meeting that we had, they stated that with the exception of bacteria levels, so fecal fault coliform or E. coli, the water meets drinking water standards. So we're asking the question, have the potential of ruining our economy, destroying the recreation, have the potential of ruining international agricultural markets because of the irrigation that happens out of the Columbia River, why would you list the entire site as a Superfund cleanup site when the only area that seems to be of any concern, and we don't know the level of concern, is the uplands level? Why do the whole river? If they were to finish the RIFS, so the remedial investigation, do their reports, and then the feasibility study, which would show how it could be cleaned up safe, if it even needs to be cleaned up, we would have accurate information and all the tools at our disposal to do all the cleanup we need. The other problematic piece is the blood lead levels in children. Tri-County Health has actually done some studies from volunteers in the greater Northport area, so the area of concern in children to find out, you know, do we have any children with high elevated blood levels? And the results that they came back with showed, in fact, they did not. So again, without having specific data and criteria, it seems highly premature to create economic havoc and potential devaluing of people's property, hamper our business and economic development throughout the entire region without having all of that done. So I would say by and large, I'm not aware of a single commissioner in the entire region who is in favor of listing this on the national priorities list. At this point, there has been no data, no indication that this is going to actually solve the problem if there is in fact a problem and the detriments and the risk of detriments far exceed any need for a listing. So we're asking them to basically finish what they told us they were going to do 20 years ago, finish the remedial investigation and feasibility study, share that with the community, share that with the commissioners, and if there's a need to list, at that point, that would be discussion at that All right, that's Stevens County Commissioner Wes McCart. Again, talking about that now potential EPA listing there on Lake Roosevelt. You know the name Tempur-Pedic. If you have a bad back, you may already own one. The back pain relief is legendary. I have a secret for you. Tempur-Pedic mattress support system also provides a good night's sleep. 
You don't have to wait for a bad back. You can get a good night's sleep now. Don't take my word for it. Ask somebody who owns one. Come to Sandra's for a seven-minute test rest, and we'll change your life forever. Sandra's Furniture, downtown Caldwell. Well, this time of the year, we often have accounts of animals stuck on the ice uh, each year. Uh, Today, Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife answers questions about animals and ice. The latest plan in the net zero effort. Hi, I'm Sergeant Tyler Berenberg with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Police. We get a lot of questions from members of the public. One we recently heard is, what should I do if I see an animal fall through the ice on one of our lakes or rivers? What's the best way to get it out of the water? Unfortunately, this is not a rare occurrence. The DFW police in the area get at least one call most years requesting that we rescue a deer, elk, moose, or other animal that has fallen through the ice or of a lake or river. As a member of the public, when you see an animal in distress like this, the best thing you can do is call us to report it. Trying to rescue a wild animal from a frozen body of water can be extremely dangerous and it takes specialized training as well as equipment. Wildlife will be panicked and are likely to push human underwater or kick and injure a potential rescue. Wild animals do not understand that humans are trying to help. Utilizing a dart gun on a panicking animal to immobilize them isn't an option either as the animal can't swim once it's immobilized and are too big to be held above water by humans. Cold water is also extremely dangerous. Hypothermia can set in within minutes once you are wet and will limit your ability to move or swim. In river situations, you can be swept underneath the ice quickly, causing a situation where rescue is almost impossible. Because of these risks, we carefully consider each potential rescue situation and decide how to proceed. Many times the risk to human safety outweighs the potential benefit to wildlife and we choose not to undertake a rescue mission. We ask that you do not attempt to rescue wildlife either. When a mission to rescue an animal turns into a mission to rescue a human, it can also put the lives of our officers and others in jeopardy. Anytime you see an animal in distress, please do not approach it for your own safety. Call the WFW Police Dispatch Center at 1-877-933-9847 or any other local dispatch center who will reach us. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. Please include an email address or phone number because you can win a prize for asking questions. There'll be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. If your name is drawn, you can win a can of bear spray to take with you on your outdoor adventures. If you have a question for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or you can call 509-563-5495. Please include an email address or phone number because you can win a prize for asking questions. There will be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. If your name is drawn, you win a can of bear spray to take with you on your outdoor adventures. Foggin Brothers Lumber, a leader in the forest products industry, is now offering a free forest health checkup. If you have 10 or more acres of timberland, Foggin Brothers Lumber can help you determine if your family's forest is healthy and fire resilient. Schedule your free forest evaluation today by calling Foggin Brothers Lumber at 684-5071. Foggin Brothers Lumber, adding value to the forest for people, products, and the environment. 
The Culpeville boys, they faced off with the Deer Park Stags last night. We had that game on 92-1 KCRK. Colville Deer Park, they are tied for last place in the Northeast A-League standings. Coming into last night's game, came down to two free throws. Jeff Bateman, five seconds left. Colville gets the 54-52 win over the Stags. Three Crimson Hawks in double digit. Uh, Brock Benson, Jet Bateman, both with 10 points. Uh, uh, McCurvey Maddox with a team high 12 points last night. In the girls' game, Colville came up short against the undefeated Deer Park Stags. It was 73 56. Uh, Kinney getting 16 points, Martin with 19. Up next for Colville, going to be Riverside this Friday. Uh, 545 Friday, we're going to have those games on 92-1 KCRK. Well, looking out over Lake Washington and the Cascade Mountains from his new football offices, Jed Fish saw a place that can consistently contend for championships. The 47-year-old left Arizona to take the Washington job after Kalen DeBoer left the Huskies to replace Nick Saban at Alabama. Washington coming off a trip to the national championship game under DeBoer went 25 and 3 over two success-filled seasons in Seattle. Well, now the task for Fish is trying to continue what DeBoer accomplished. The Huskies transitioning to the Big Ten and the college football expanding to a 12-team playoff. Maybe the first time in his career as a Seattle Seahawk general manager, John Schneider was in the team auditorium on the stage without someone sitting right next to him. For 14 seasons, it always had been Schneider and Pete Carroll for every big event. Now it's just Schneider. It's his call now on every big decision the Seahawks make moving forward. None is bigger than who will replace Pete Carroll as head coach. They're getting that process started this week. Schneider says he doesn't have a preference on background of the coach, but wants someone who can continue moving forward with the culture that's been created in Seattle. Well, we'll see what develops, and we'll see what develops with Pete Carroll. Is he going to land somewhere else? We'll have to wait and see on that. A lot lot of things going on with uh, the NFL. A lot of coaches, a lot of player changes. A look at the weather forecast. It's brought to you by Benny's Colville Inn. You're going to find them at 915 South Main. Benny's offers 105 rooms, various sizes, accommodations, plus, hey, who can forget the pool? That uh, pool at Benny's, it's open, available to the public. Call 509-684-2517. Make your reservation today. Snow continuing, heavy at times. A high this afternoon up near 19 degrees. 
Uh, mostly cloudy tonight. Still going to be really cold. Three, the overnight low. Um, going to have some wind tomorrow. 20 for the high Thursday. Uh, more snow Thursday night. 13 the low. More snow Friday. 25 for a high. Then it is going to have another front come through that might have freezing rain with the snow Friday night. The low of 17, the high of 29 on Saturday, but snow and freezing rain likely. Travel Friday night, Saturday, Sunday could be really challenging. A high of 29 with rain on Sunday. Uh, rain likely Sunday night. More rain Monday and Tuesday. So, by, uh, by the way, Snoqualmie Pass this morning is closed. So, don't be thinking you're going to be driving over to the west side today. Snoqualmie is closed right now. Closed just uh, about 7 o'clock. Make Benny's your home away from home. Enjoy a complimentary breakfast with your stay. Benny's, Colville Inn, 915 South Main. Well, we have had a good amount of snow overnight. Right now, it's kind of a freezing rain coming down. The barometer's dropped uh, quite a bit. We are down at uh, 29.80. The uh, temperature's now 16 degrees here at the radio station. The county plows uh, have been out. Uh, hopefully the city plows have been out, haven't been into town yet today. So hopefully they're out getting things cleared off well. Slow down, drive carefully. Kettle Falls and Chawila schools running two hours late today. Now, Kettle Falls is really one hour late because today was a scheduled one hour late start. So two hours late for Kettle Falls and Chewila if you are headed to school. Thanks a lot for joining us. It is Wednesday morning, midweek Wednesday. I'm Eric Carpenter and this is KCVL KCRK.